Vikings head coach for Sun Devils. Dilly Dilly, Kenny Dillingham. <laughs> well, I have fun with that over the yeah, years, we I'm will. sure. Code Rubino, Devils Digest.com joins us. You always can follow him on Twitter at Devils Digest. All right, Hode, you've been covering this team for a long time. What makes this hire today any different than the last three or four or five where we talk about the same thing, alumni support, getting the right players here, making Arizona State relevant? What 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 is different about this hire that Sun Devil fans should be excited about? Because you have, for the first time ever, an alumnus, somebody who was born and okay. raised in Arizona – like graduate it. from the school, and I just feel that uh, that is just uh, really organic Sun Devil pride that simply did not exist, uh, at, at least at least not in the 22 years that I've been covering the team, and that you probably would have to go a, a couple decades before that and maybe go all the way back to Frank Cush as somebody that, you know, granted wasn't an ASC alumnus, granted was not born and raised in Arizona, but definitely exhibited that Sun Devil pride. So I think that's what really excites uh, folks. And, and look, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And when you go with the grizzled veterans, and that doesn't work. When you go with the pro model, and that doesn't work, uh, why not try something that is still, on the one hand, out of the box, but on the other hand, just really uh, utilizing an element that, that, can, that can energize the base, if I'm using a term from politics. So I think that's what makes the hire of Kenny Dillingham, uh, one that really has excited Arizona State fans. And this is a guy that is as young as he is, uh, definitely has an impressive uh, b- uh, body of work and isn't uh, somebody that is uh, going to be uh, really showing inexperience or anything like that, at least not in my opinion. So all right, with that said, when you just said there, what's more important, uh, the experience as, as a coach in football or being an alumnus of your school? Well, I mean, that's a good question, and I and I think the experience still still be more important than, than than being an alumnus, and obviously the type of staff that Kenny Dillingham is going to have around him is ultimately going to dictate the the, the whatever game is going the win and loss column. I, I mean, I'm definitely not oblivious to that, but Kenny Dillingham, even though he's the youngest coach at the Power Five level, the first coach to be born in the '90s at the Power Five level. Uh, none, you know, nonetheless, uh, this is a guy that already has been an offensive coordinator, not in one, but three power five programs, has really uh, put up the numbers uh, that definitely should impress you from a, from a resume standpoint. So, yes, experience uh, does, does absolutely matter. And I think with the Dillingham, you really have that uh, perfect combination of having somebody who's definitely experienced, but at, but at the same time, um, also, also somebody that can really stoke that Sun Devil pride can really galvanize the community more than uh, Herm Edwards or, or Dennis Erickson, for example. So those are aspects that really uh, can, um, cannot be ignored. And in the world of NIL, in the world of, uh, mm-hmm. of transfer portal, those are elements that definitely play a huge part in the success or the failure of any football program, especially at the Power 5 level. And let's hit that right there, Hode, about the recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. And, and I get that. What will ASU... Um, how are they going to be able to compete with the Joneses, with the NALs, and the tra- transfer portal where it's all about the cash for that top-notch kid that you're going to go recruit that's got a $200,000 deal on the table and is guaranteed twenty five grand if he goes to Texas Tech or USC? How are you going to get that kid? And does the alumnus 
boosters, whomever, can they step up to go get that cash that they're going to need to become relevant again? Well, as you know, I mean, there were, there were a lot of viral moments uh, yesterday in Kenny Dillingham's introductory press conference, and right up there in the top three was a longtime uh, booster, Nap, Nap Lawrence, a person I know you're very familiar with. Right, sure. Who uh, actually, was actually the, the fourth one in the line of media to ask questions, and he obviously did not have a question, but rather <laughs> a resounding statement that he was going to donate $1 million to the, to, to the NIL collective, that's a, sure, uh, that is, That's a good start. That's a good start, It's A good start. Yeah, and, and look, and it, was, it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the coffer was absolutely empty before uh, Nap Lawrence made that incredible, generous gesture. But um, but but nonetheless, I think uh, that is uh, something that uh, I don't know if Nap Lawrence uh, would make that uh, commitment if a Tom Herman was was hired, for example. So uh, I think that hmm. uh, the, the the NIL money is is going to improve. How much I think is really anybody's guess right now, but I do I do feel that that is uh, one aspect that there really is going to kick into higher gear. As you probably know, uh, uh, Brittany Willett, uh, who is an executive with the, with the Arizona Coyotes, has been hired now to be uh, running run, run, running the NIL, and obviously with her experience uh, in, the, in in the pro sports arena, uh, I think can really just make the NIL operations uh, really more effective. It really started as just a grassroots uh, movement of, of some of some prominent boosters, but now when you got an executive from um, from the professional world of sports, I think uh, it's just uh, one organization that can, that can really work much more effectively. So I have I have no doubt in my mind that uh, the NIL is really going to start being a solution and not a problem uh, when it comes to Arizona State. But but to what level that that remains to be seen. But uh, I think there is some valid optimism when it comes to uh, not losing players to the transfer portal because NIL and in turn also being able to gain players from the transfer portal due to the NIL deals uh, that, that you can offer that you can offer them. So I think that is that, that's one area that I think is going to look better and uh, really is going to help, help the program move forward. All right, I'm all good with that stuff, Hode. However, what after three seasons, the program is just 500. Do you then rethink or do you still ride with a young coach and maybe in private closed-door meetings you think maybe we should have ex- hired somebody that had head coaching experience? Look, I mean, I don't want to call the looming NCAA sanctions as an excuse, no. but that is definitely an explanation why the turnaround in Tempe is going to take some time. And uh, that's just one aspect that cannot be ignored, cannot be um you know, understated or overstated, however, however you want to look at it. So I think when you have a young alumnus as a head coach, you do have the patience on, on, on your side, especially knowing some of the recruiting challenges that Arizona State is going to face because of the NCAA sanctions, which have not been levied yet. We don't know what the severity is. I mean, heck, we don't even know what the timeline of, right. those, uh, of those sanctions are going to be. So when you talk about three years and still being at 500, then I definitely think that is going to be one uh, negating factor uh, when you talk about, okay, is this the right coach, the wrong coach, you know, however you want to phrase the question. Now, I mean, if you're talking about five, six years down the road when the effect of the sanctions is really not there anymore and you still have a, a team that's struggling, I think that is a much more valid question at that time. But, uh, I, again, I don't think anybody's uh, fooling themselves with as much optimism as exists in Tempe right now, as much as uh, Ken Gillingham absolutely won that press conference 
I don't think anybody, including Gillingham himself, is fooling themselves that this is going to be a quick turnaround. Sure. But I just feel that the bricks of the foundation that is needed to even have a chance at a turnaround are there and will continue to actually develop in the weeks and months to come. Oh, and I love the staff. Keeping Sean Aguano on the staff. Charlie Regal leaving Idaho State as its head coach to come on be the special teams coach, tight ends coach, and assistant head coach. And then Vince Amy uh, as a defensive line coach. Who other uh, assistants are coming aboard that you're aware of as of right now? Well, let's put it this way. I mean, I think uh, the fact that Kennedy Lilliam uh, came from Oregon, you might expect uh, maybe one or two assistants from Oregon. Uh, okay. You might expect uh, some uh, so, so, uh, some other Pac-12 assistants. You might expect even uh, some uh, some coaches from the local high school ranks. So all I got to say is, uh, you know, keep tuned to all, all, any, all the updates <laughs> at Devil's Side. Hey, hey, any any speculation to what his salary is? Um, I, I think the salary would be somewhere between three and the, three and four million dollars. Um, Herm Edwards, at the last year of his contract, uh, did make uh, just just under four million dollars. Um, I don't think any uh, Dillingham should give ASU the hometown discount because because there's an alumnus, sure. and I don't think that ASU is, is even asking for that discount in turn. And and you know going back to the age factor, I don't think Kenny Dillingham should be quote unquote punished. He's only 32, and give him a give him a salary that's going to be well, well well under market value. So I think between three uh, and four million, and probably closer to four million annual salary for probably about five years. I think that's a reasonable expectation uh, salary wise when it comes to Dillingham. Okay, so uh, what are you working on, Devil's Digest? So, because so, I think it's more important now than ever to to so, someone like you that has a platform with Devil's Digest to try to get this alumni even more so engaged than they have been. The basketball program's playing well. It's, it'd be nice to, to see the you know I look at the less the 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 alum. The Phil, the you know, the Phil Mickelsons, the James Hardens, the Deucey's, uh Kate Spade and David Spade. I mean, you could go on and on. There's such a huge base of alum. It'd be nice for them to step up and and maybe help out Nap Lawrence and then throw in some cash to get some uh, better players here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yes, as far as what I'm working on right now, it really is multiple fronts. I mean, obviously, Kenny Dillingham trying uh, to, to to round out his staff. That's one uh, the front recruiting. Really, I guess. Uh, Kind of, kind of gets divided into two fronts. Uh, first of all, the old school recruiting, if you will, um, high, you know, what high school prospects are, are on the table, especially locally uh, for Arizona State uh, to uh, try to add to the ranks, whether they're committed or uncommitted prospects. And who knows if some junior college prospects will be in the mix. But then you also have the transfer portal. And I love what Ken Dillingham said in his, in his press conference that he loves the transfer portal. He does, he does embrace it uh, because he feels that the players do have the power. And if you have a player that absolutely has been lied to uh, during the recruiting process just to get him to School X, if he doesn't like it after one or two years, he, he's gone. The transfer portal gives him the opportunity to leave uh, and, 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 and to be immediately eligible. So I think uh, when you talk about a guy like Kenny Dillingham that definitely has receipts that are probably longer than a CVS receipt, if you know what I mean, uh, as far as what he can do, at least on offense, I think uh, Arizona State uh, – for many reasons, but that reason maybe primarily can be a very attractive, attractive destinations for players uh, on that side of the ball that, that, that are looking for a new home. So I feel ASU is going to be very active um, in, in the transfer portal. It's really hard uh, so late in the game to get uh, that many 2023 prospects when you have a head coaching change. So ASU is going to go heavier in the transfer portal this year, probably next year too. But uh, that's, that's something we're going to cover. 
and uh, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're talking a lot, a lot of football right now, and, and for very good reason. But uh, like I said, Arizona State basketball uh, re- really, really off to a good, uh, good start. Uh, the starting uh, Pac-12 play uh, in the next couple of days over there with all over uh, the, the, com- the coverage of that team. So uh, there's definitely a lot going uh, right, right now with Arizona State uh, uh, with football, basketball. We have we have a major uh, baseball feature coming out uh, later on this week. So we're definitely working on a lot a lot of different fronts. Uh, all, all, all for good reasons. Definitely a very exciting time, I think, to be a Sun Devil fan, and we're trying to really fulfill the uh, everlasting uh, need of fans uh, for information about their Sun Devils. Keep up the great work, Hode. Thanks for making some time for us today. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Hode Rubino, DevilsDigest.com. Follow him on Twitter at Devil's Digest.